guys, welcome to another episode on the I'll See It When I Believe It podcast. I'm really excited, I think, <laughs> about this episode. Um, as you can tell by the title, it says, My Second Location, Failure or a Lesson. And yes, you guys, I used to have a second brick and mortar location. This is my first time publicly speaking about it, and I feel like I've overcome everything I went through with that second location and God has used it to build my testimony and I'm finally ready to share it with you guys. Everything that I went through, all the lessons that were learned during that time and hopefully you guys can learn from my mistakes, um, especially if you're looking to expand your current business. Um, this was a whole different experience for me and I just learned so much and I'm now grateful for what I went through back then. Oh my god, it was a roller coaster of many, many downs, I can tell you that. Um, but let me go ahead and I'm just going to go ahead and dive into how it all started. So as you guys know, I had opened my first brick and mortar location in downtown Katati in July 2016. And after just a little over a year of having it open, it was so successful and I was really profiting off of this first location and I'm super blessed for everything that God's done through it and um I decided that I wanted to expand you know it's like go big or go home and I was just on a high I was super excited for what God was doing and all this money that was coming in and keep in mind I had just turned 21 at this time and I was making a lot of money. So I was thinking, okay, let's multiply this, you know? And I was also feeling a lot of pressure from the public because people kept asking me like, oh my God, you need to open a second location. Like you're doing so good. And I was like, yes, yes, I need to open a second location and I need to do it right now. Oh my God, I was so crazy. Um, so I began doing my research, everything I did to prep for opening my first location. I took those same steps for the second location, you know, researching my demographic, the area. Um, and I decided with the second location that I wanted to branch out further than the main county that was in. I wanted to go to the next county, which was Marin County. And Marin County is known to be a little bit more upscale and just overall a nice county to live in and to have a business in or at least so I thought <laughs> so I spent about a month researching what city in Marin County would best suit my business and I knew I wanted to be near Dominican University and so San Rafael was right there it's where Dominican University is and I found a location right on 4th Street which is their downtown area and I visited their downtown area um, a couple times because there's a popular restaurant there that everyone goes to called Soul Food. It's so good. If you're ever in the area in downtown San Rafael, you need to stop there. Um, so I found a vacant location that was right around the corner and is kind of on the um, four-way four intersection of downtown. Um, and downtown area seemed very lively. Like there's a lot of foot traffic and the new smart train stops right there in that downtown area so anyone who's coming on that train to visit the downtown area once you get off that train you literally pass this vacant spot that I was looking at so I thought this would be a great location because everyone who's coming is going to have to walk past my shop and hopefully you know want to stop by 
So that was one thing I was sold on. Um, another thing too was that it was just a four minute drive from that location to Dominican University and that's my main target market. So I was completely sold on that and just the overall downtown vibe and I'm gonna pause right there. So the first mistake I already made was rushing into finding a second store location. I did not spend enough time researching the San Rafael area. I didn't compare what a Wednesday was like to a Saturday, you know, the foot traffic. And keep in mind, I only visited San Rafael when I was going to eat at this one restaurant. I never went and browsed at the shops that were on 4th Street. I never ate at any other restaurants. I was only there on a weekend. And these are important things that you need to research for your storefront is what the traffic is like on a Monday, on a Wednesday compared to the weekend. Because obviously that will have an effect on your sales and you're gonna have to be very strategic with how you push your sales during that week if the weekdays are slower than the weekends. Now, don't get me wrong, I did go and walk the whole up and down 4th Street, kind of checking what restaurants were there, what other boutiques were there, you know, who may I be in competition with. And the only clothing stores that were there were high-end consignment shops, which is thrift stores, or really, really expensive women's boutiques where like a top was $100, which is not my price point at all. So long story short, I met with the landlord just like the day after that, to check out the location, go over pricing, and I already knew that Marin County is known to be very pricey, so I expected the rent to be a little bit more than what I was currently paying. Now, the spot that I was looking at was 900 square feet. My current location that I have in Katadi is 1,600 square feet, so it is smaller than my first location. Not only that, but the rent was a lot more and when I had met with the landlord, he told me I was getting a really good deal for that location, especially given the spot, you know, being on downtown 4th Street. So I pretty much took his word on it and I also just expected the rent to be around that price. And that's going to lead me to my second mistake. <laughs> I did not research what other commercial spots were going for in that area, how much the rent was and you know, just the average price per square foot. So I signed the lease with the landlord um, in September of 2017, spent all of October prepping the shop, ordering my inventory. My dad was helping me build the layout, um, ordering all the decor for the shop, which is just, it's my favorite part of owning a business is being able to design the whole shop yourself. Um, and then come November, I think it was like 17th, was my first day of opening. I was super excited and proud because my second location was all funded from the profit that I made from my first location and I had really high expectations because of the turnout. Um, I think I had mentioned in my first YouTube video, I was only projecting to make at least $300 the very first day of opening my first brick and mortar, but... I had made around $2,600 just the first day, which is completely rare for new startup businesses. So you can assume I had really high expectations for the first for the first day of opening my second location, especially because I already had established my brand and we had customers that were commuting from the Marin area. So opening day came and went so fast. Um, I had only 
brought in $400 in sales that first day compared to my first day opening my first location, which was around $2,600. So you can imagine I was a little bit disappointed and a little bit discouraged and I know I was being hard on myself. But I talked myself back up and I was like, hey, this is a completely new area for me. This is a new county. It is going to take time for people to recognize my business and just to discover bow and arrow clothing. Well, little did I know that was going to be the best day in sales at that location. A week turned into a month and now we're in December and I was really, really hoping that sales would turn around because people are Christmas shopping during this time. But sales were super slow you guys i'm talking about maybe like 14 20 bucks a day on a saturday maybe we would hit 100 at the most we did just experience a natural disaster that happened in october actually of 2017 the tubs fire wiped out a lot of homes and businesses in my hometown so i also thought okay maybe that was the reason why people were not shopping but it was also only in san rafael because my katati shop was doing very very well so anxiety and fear started to take root here i was commuting every day from windsor to san rafael which is about like a 40 45 minute drive without traffic with traffic you're looking at like around two hours on top of that i had to pay for parking every day yes you guys i was working at this location every day while i was there because i needed to test out the market see who was coming in and just you know really set the environment for bow and arrow just like i did when i had first opened my first location as days would go by all my dreams hopes and expectations i had for the second location were thrown away like i found myself in such a depressed state and in my head I was a failure and I was reminded of that every day when I would walk into that second location. Every night, anxiety would wake me up at 3 a.m. and I felt this need that I needed to work. I needed to find a solution to this problem. Was I going to invest more in marketing? Was I going to wait it out and see if maybe sales would pick up? Was I going to pull out because at this point, my Katati location was supporting the second location? You guys, I was so exhausted mentally, physically, spiritually, just so drained. And I decided, you know what, come January, I'm going to talk to the landlord and see if he will break this lease agreement that we have because I can't do this anymore. I'm scared that my Katati location is going to go down. And I was just so fearful that everything that I worked so hard for was going to be taken away because of the second location. Oh, so I forgot to mention... I signed a three-year contract with this landlord because that's how crazy and confident I was in the second location and little did I know that was going to bite me in the butt, which leads me to my third mistake I want to share with you guys. Do not sign a three-year contract, especially when it's a new business, a new area. It's just so unpredictable. Please, I recommend just doing a month-to-month or at the most a year. I know different landlords have different requirements, but it's better to be safe than sorry and to be stuck in the position that I was in. I met with a landlord and shared with him my experience and just, you know, it wasn't working out and 
I, you know, thought, he, you know what, he's going to have sympathy for me because at this, how old was I? I was 22 years old. You know, I'm a young 22-year-old girl who was just trying to open up her shop to see if it worked. He did not care. He was like, a contract is a contract and I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do for you. If you thought I was already dealing with a lot, could you only imagine how I felt after that? And if you're not familiar with signing leases or signing contracts, you cannot just break that whenever you want, when things go wrong. No, when you sign that lease, you are in agreement with that landlord. And if you break anything that is in that contract, that landlord has the right to sue you. Now, you and the landlord can come to agreement and let's say, for instance, you were to propose like, hey, if I pay you this much money up front, can we break the contract? And he said, yes, then that's fine. So there is room for that and the landlord literally can release you if he wanted to, but this landlord would not budge. He said a contract is a contract and that if I was going to break it, that he was going to come after me and sue me. So come February, I went ahead and decided that I was just going to find someone to sublease the space and take over the remainder of my contract. So I shared that with the landlord and he said that was fine. Um, so I had moved out in February, you guys. I opened my shop in November. Come February, I was out. So the journey to finding a subtenant was on. <laughs> and... I felt a little sense of relief because I actually had people that were interested in taking over my sublease. But the minute that I showed them my contract and how much I was paying, they were like deuces because the amount I was paying was above market value. I even hired a commercial realtor to show the space and to try to get someone to sublease. And they even said like, this landlord took advantage of you. This is not even close to what this place should be renting for you are paying way too much and that's when it weighed on me what kind of man i was dealing with he was sticking to his word you know a contract is a contract and i had to respect that and so months turned into a year and i paid over a year for a vacant location full price i didn't even get a discounted rate because i i was moved out i had to pay full price and i even got you know an attorney involved and things got worse before they got better and one day i just i was in the car and just had a complete breakdown i was so angry with myself i was just telling myself why did i put myself in this position and the enemy was just feeding me lies and I was mad at God and I was just like, God, why did you allow for this to happen? Why would you bless me? And then all of a sudden put me in a position where I was about to lose everything that you had built for me, everything that you gave me. I was doing everything in my power to get myself out of the situation, finding ways that I could, you know, come against the landlord, ways that I could um, get myself out of this contract and all the doors were being shut the landlord was just consistent no 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 matter what and I tried to negotiate with him so I was on my way to San Rafael to meet with the landlord to try and give him another proposal to get me out of the lease and I was listening to a sermon and God spoke to me I was so filled with anxiety and fear 
day and night and he told me that I needed to be still. I was doing everything in my power to get myself out of this situation. I was losing sleep. I was losing weight. I was exhausted mentally, physically, spiritually. I had nothing left and he told me I needed to be still. I needed to find peace in him. He was in control. There's nothing that I needed to fear. And I remember I was talking with my bookkeeper, kind of sharing with her how I was feeling and she had asked me, well, are you struggling to pay bills? And I said, no. She's like, well, are you struggling to pay rent? And I said, no. She's like, how about to pay employees? I said, no. And that's when it clicked to me that God had always provided for me. It was just my mind and the enemy trying to convince me that I was going to lose everything, that everything I had done was my fault and shaming me for the decisions I had made, when in fact that was all a lie. All God wanted me to do was to trust in Him and know that there was a purpose for the season that I was in, and He showed me that it was never about growing my business or expanding it. It was about growing my faith with him and through him because before all this i was praising god because of how he blessed me and it was only during the blessings where i was praising him but he wanted to show me that i needed to praise him not only at my highs but at my lows and it wasn't until i acknowledged what he was doing in my life and took my hands off of the situation and gave it all to him and just put my trust in him is when i started to notice a shift in my attitude, my anxiety started to disappear. I was no longer waking up at night because I was going to sleep peacefully knowing that it was in his hands and he was working everything out for my good. After uh, over a year of paying for a vacant location and working with this man who was not willing to budge or have a change of heart, I had met with my attorney and we were getting ready to go to court. So we were meeting up to go over the estimates of how much it was going to cost to go to court and what to expect and how long the court process is. After everything was said and done, we were looking at um, a minimum of $40,000 just to start. And Old me would have freaked out and would have got no sleep that night, but I didn't. I knew that if God was in it, if this is where he was taking me, that there was purpose for it and that it was in his hands. So I did not fear and rested knowing that he was in full control. You guys, the next day, you wouldn't believe what happened. I was sitting in my car and at this point, I hadn't spoken with the landlord in like a week or two which was kind of rare but he called me out of the blue and you know just asked me how I was doing and he was like hey I want to negotiate something with you and I was like okay and he was like I want you to sleep at night I know you're struggling with your business right now so I want to know if you can pay me this amount of money i don't want to tell you guys how much it was but it was only a couple grand you guys it was like a small amount of money and i was completely shocked he was like if you pay me this amount right now i will break this contract and release you from this contract so that you can sleep at night i was so 
mind blown and speechless. I just started crying. I don't think he could tell because I was just like, okay, yes, like, when can I get you this money? Like, I can give it to you tomorrow. After I got off that phone with him, I was just praising God for what he had just done because I had spent so much of my time trying to negotiate with this man and he would not have a change of heart and all of a sudden he reached out to me and decided that he could release me of this lease and i was just in complete shock i was anticipating to go to court and to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and probably end up having to file for bankruptcy because of how much money I was having to come out of pocket for paying an attorney and going to court and paying rent. But God showed up and showed out like he always does, you guys, and he exceeded my expectations. And I can truly say that he has never failed me. And it's because of that experience that I know he's in control, especially during this pandemic that a lot of us are experiencing, especially as business owners right now. I know it might not seem like anything is in our favor, especially financially. Um, like for me, for instance, I have not got approved for any grants or loans at this situation to help with financial aid, but I'm resting knowing that God is in control. I know that there is purpose for this, and if you're a powerhouse and a business owner, I just want to remind you that you're not alone. God is with you, and he is in full control. He's working everything out for your good. I know it's so easy to let the media feed you with fear and you know, maybe you aren't receiving any income right now, but you're going to get through this and God is going to bless you with more. There is something new stirring up. So I know that now is the time to reflect on our business and see what can we do better so that when we're ready to start and ready to open our doors again, it's going to be better than before. And just like how he brought me out of that season I was in, he's going to bring us out of this too. And this is just the reality of what it is to be an entrepreneur. We take risks not knowing the full outcome and roll with the punches and let God handle the rest. So yeah, that is my rant for today. Um, no, my second store location didn't go as planned, but failure doesn't define me and failure doesn't define you. It's part of the journey of becoming successful and it's how we learn so thank you guys so much for tuning in today if you did enjoy today's episode please give me a rating below or leave me a review letting me know how i did um, but let's stay connected you can follow me on instagram i'll leave my handle in the show notes and i will see you guys next week